I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. I am always amazed, even to this day, 19 years into the predator investigations, when one of the predators I've caught walks into the sting house and immediately knows who I am, has seen the show, has seen parodies of the show on social media, on other shows, and is willing to talk to me about why they're in this predicament. Now, often, as you know, and this happens even in the new episodes out now on my new streaming crime network, True Blue, they try to spin me. And I think they've given some thought to all this on the way over, even as maybe they were chatting with someone who they thought was a teenage boy or girl. What's going to happen if it is a Chris Hansen investigation or a Sheriff Grady Judd investigation or a Sheriff Chris Swanson investigation? or one of the many other jurisdictions with which we work. So they've thought this through. What's the excuse? What if I get caught? And amazingly, this drive to have sex with a child overrides any common sense or warning bells of conscience they may have in the lead up to this. Because they walk in and, oh, you're Chris Hansen. The first time this really happened in a way that just blew my mind was back in March of 2007 during our investigation on the Jersey Shore, Manilokan. We've talked about other predators I've caught in this investigation. And this particular character, though, really shocked me. Because it wasn't a situation where he had seen the show, he had heard about the show. This guy was a hardcore fan, had seen every episode, the clips, 
used to seek them out on social media, YouTube, knew all about it, and was excited, literally excited, I think, at the potential of walking into this situation to maybe meet me. Not as excited as he was to have quote-unquote hardcore sex with a 14-year-old girl, but he was sort of happy, believe it or not, to see me. The predator I've caught, to whom I'm referring, is Michael Lebrano. Michael was 25 at the time he surfaced in our sting operation. And he worked for a garbage hauling company sending trucks out. And in his spare time, as I mentioned, he was a hardcore, diehard, true blue to catch a predator fan. We'll hear from Michael in just a bit in terms of what he said to me during our interview that day in March 2007. Michael's chat started like so many others. Michael first contacted a decoy with Perverted Justice, the online watchdog group, on MySpace. Remember, this was 2007. And it was a New Jersey chat room. And in the chat room, he says, Yo, hearts. If you're only going to be in New Jersey another two days, referring to the girl's backstory of visiting a relative, let's just do some hardcore fucking tonight. That's his opening line. He asked for the decoy's Yahoo screen name in the chat room. And the decoy gave it to him. And the rest of the conversation took place on Yahoo Instant Messaging. Now, the decoy from Perverted Justice is posing as a 14-year-old girl, screen name Viking Pride 92. Lubrano has the screen name Ice Truck Killer 103. Now, Ice Truck Killer apparently refers to a character in the crime show Dexter, if you recall. Dexter works for a law enforcement agency, but he has an uncontrollable urge to kill. He's a serial killer himself, but only picks evil people to kill. He was the adopted son of a police officer. So Lebrano, going as Ice Truck Killer 103, says, why are you leaving New Jersey? It's too nice here, he says. I know, I'm right on the beach too, she says. I'm just staying with my aunt though. For a little while or a long while? Lebrano asks. Just till Monday, probably. So how old are you? Now, he removes all doubt, if there was any in the beginning. Can't really tell from the pic. Fourteen, she says. You? Twenty-five. That's cool, she says. You got pics in your profile? On my phone, he says. Just hit it up through that MySpace room. So he refers her back to MySpace to take a look at the picture. Decoy says, damn, you're hot. Lebrano says, stop it. You're hot too. 
LOL, sorry, you are. Thank you, she says. No, you are. So this juvenile back and forth continues for a while. So where are you in New Jersey? The decoy asks. West Millie. Where are you at? Look at it up. Do you know where your brick is? Yeah, right next to Wall. It's on the way to Atlantic City. So you are with your aunt there? Well, she ain't here no more. She went to New York Thursday. Oh, I don't get it. So your parents are there? Oh, sorry. I'm from Hazel Park in Michigan. I'm just staying here with my aunt, but she left. So I got the house till Sunday night. LOL. Wow. So you want to do something? Yeah, I'd be down with that. Yeah, sure. I got nothing going on up here. So he's already probing to see what he can get away with here. You got a house to yourself so we could do whatever, you know. I don't damage other people's property, though, he says. Yeah, I want to be ready and everything, so what should I wear? Clothes. We going to go out. I don't really care. I'm just bored, you know. You know stuff around here? We could sit around and watch Family Guy. Ah, I know a strip club down there. Okay, so he's gone from sitting around and watching Family Guy, the cartoon, to going to a strip club, taking a 14-year-old girl to a strip club. Again, probing. I love Family Guy, she says. Who doesn't? Says Michael Lebrano. True, how long can you stay? Whatever, really. You're only an hour or so away. Oh, sweet, she says. When were you thinking? Today? I know, I meant like later tonight? Or soon? Well, whenever. I'm just sitting here on the computer. So Michael will spin a tale to me later about how he's lonely and he can't find a girl, and that's why he's in the predicament, or he will be in the predicament that he will be in. Then the decoy asks, so what about what you were talking about in the chat, LOL? You for real about fucking? Are you a cop or something, he asks? Um, no, LOL. You want me to call you? She asks. Let me get your number. Then Michael Lebrano says, so what are you looking to do tonight? I play basketball, work a lot of hours, so I don't have much time for fun. Aw, what kind of work? I'm in the waste management business. Oh, I really don't know what that is. Garbage. Oh, LOL. I have 15 drivers that I give them the work. There's more talk about what he does for a living. I'm the boss man, he says. That's hot says the decoy. You don't do drugs or drink or anything, do you? No, well, I drink sometimes and I smoked weed before. You? Same. Now, Michael is also going to bring some weed with him that he'll display very proudly. Although, those who know about pot seem to think that it's more stems than leaves, I'm told. You like bowl or joints, she asks. Blunts. You do blunts, he asks? Yeah, I smoked it once or twice. Okay. You smoke Rigo? What's a Rigo? The sauce for spaghetti, she asks? Ooh, he says. LOL. I just said that out loud. 
like regular weed, or that's what we call it in Michigan. Oh, okay, lol. Nah, I get something a little better, he says. I gonna have to sneak in, he says. No, lol. What is she on the beach? There's like no one in the neighborhood right now. Be right back in three minutes, he says. Tell me something interesting while I'm gone, Kay, I think. I love working out, and I'm on cheer, meaning she's a cheerleader. I work out too, he says. Nice. I'm not Mr. Muscle, though, but you know, there's not an ounce of fat on me. He's a thin guy, indeed. You got a six-pack, she asks? Kinda. That's hot. He asks more precisely where she lives. She tells him. He says, I'm game. What you game for? Family guy, lol. Now he's being a little bit cagey. She says, what if that gets boring? I'm sure we'll be able to figure something out, he says. I'm cool with that. I just want to know what to expect, you know. Expect the unexpected, he says. I'm pretty straight, he says. I'm not a creep or anything. I guess me pointing it out doesn't look too good, though. He asks more about what she likes to do. I work out, swim, tan, party. Chill with people, play soccer. How about you? Work out, play basketball, work, eat. I eat a lot, I just can't gain weight. I play video games, watch DVDs, nice. They talk about games and what he likes to play. So what else we got? He asks. The decoy says, I gotta ask, were you for real about that peeing on people stuff? Earlier on MySpace, he talked about a golden shower. I never tried it. It's kind of disgusting, he says. I mean, I don't mind a little girl goo. Yeah. But Pian, I mean, I guess there's time and a place for everything, right? I don't knock something till I try it, he says. Why, you into it? I never tried it, but I heard about it, she says. We're in the same boat. See, I would probably want to be peed on, he says. I don't think I could pee on a girl, then kiss her, you know. Well, that's charming. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. So is your name Brooke? Yep. So they've had all this discussion. He doesn't even know her first name until now. Hours into the conversation. He earlier went by the name Dwayne, but now admits his real name is Mike. Then he asks, you got a boyfriend? No, we broke up in December. Aw, he was probably a jerk anyway, he says. He was using me and he was cheating on me. You know how these boys are. They're all the same, he says. There's more talk about bringing weed over. He says he's got a blunt's worth. It'll do some damage. Then he says, I'm down for whatever. I don't force issues, though. He keeps the door open. This is a way that you see... Predators operate where they don't want to be specific about a sex act. But they're grooming a child, in this case a 14-year-old girl, to be ready for a sex act if the predator makes the commitment to drive over to the house where the child is. We'll just call it hanging out, he says. Date is too formal. Can you bring condoms in case, she says? Sure. 
Never leave home without them, right? Another phone call. So what do I do about parking, he asks. He finds it on the computer. An hour and a half away, he says. You can just park on the street if you want. No one's around. It don't matter. So Michael makes the 90-minute drive from his home, where he apparently lives with his parents, all the way to Manilokan on the Jersey Shore. And when he walks in, he's excited to see Casey, the decoy. Casey's family owned the house. That's how we met Casey. And she was a great decoy. It was great to see the predators I've caught interact with the girl or boy they thought they'd hook up with because it shows their intent. It shows their willingness to have this discussion. And and Michael Lebrano, once he got to the house, was very willing, especially when it came to dumping a bunch of weed out of the bar. Now, after he parks, he moves very quickly to the front door. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Comes in. He's hustling. He's a little nervous about being detected. He walks in and sits down on the stool in front of a small bar. Casey the decoy says she's made some brownies. Do you want some brownies? I made some. He says, did you dose them? Meaning, are they marijuana brownies? <laughs> when did you dose them? What? Did you dose them? No. <laughs> They're really good. I had them before. Did you bring the smoke? I just roll it up wherever? Yeah. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. He takes off his jacket and begins to dump the marijuana out on the bar counter. He wants the decoy to smell the marijuana, prove it's good stuff. It smells good. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go get something to drink while you finish that up, okay? You want something? Casey goes to excuse herself, says she's going to get something to drink, and right then, and I'm watching this on a monitor from the next room, right then, Michael freaks a little bit. He senses something. Now, I don't know whether it was the brownie thing or the fact that she was excusing herself to get something to drink. Something about the entire scenario, I think, reminded him of previous episodes of the Predator Investigations because he freezes in his tracks. He pokes his nose around the corner and sees me walking down the hallway. I tell him to take his hands out of his pocket and keep them where I can see them. I want you to just keep your hands right where I can see them, okay? And I want you to sit right down there. No, keep your hands keep your hands right where I can see them. Uh-huh. I ask him about the substance he's dumped out on the bar countertop. What is this right here? <laughs> Some pot. Some pot. And what was your <laughs> plan tonight? Want to come down, you know, come talk down. to her. Talk to her. You're Chris Hansen? I am. Now, before I can even say who I am, and I hadn't planned on doing that for several minutes, I wanted to ask him some questions for us. He says, you're Chris Hansen. That's right. He says it. <laughs> you have to. I thought you were real funny on Opie and Anthony. Oh, you, you listened to me on Opie and Anthony? <laughs> I thought you were really funny on Opie and Anthony. At the time of this specific investigation, Opie and Anthony had a major radio show both locally here in New York City and on satellite radio. 
very popular, edgy radio show. And they're always very good to me, funny guys. Anthony has his own network where he has a show that he streams now. And I go on it occasionally. So he thought I was pretty funny on Opie and Anthony. And it was a funny bit. They had cookies out for me and, and uh, very respectful, but, but very humorous. So Michael had seen this and heard it. Can I honestly tell you something? Yeah, I, I almost think in the back of my mind that I almost wanted this to happen. Really? Can I tell you something, he says? I honestly think in the back of my mind I wanted this to happen. This is where pop culture crosses over to predatory behavior. Now, I truly believe, and he'll admit this, Michael will, that had I not been there and had a 14-year-old girl been present and Michael had the opportunity, there would have been sex there. And sex between a 25-year-old and a 14-year-old is rape, statutory rape. And he'll admit this. But to actually say that in the back of his mind, he wanted to be there to meet me and understand the show or be a part of the show, that was mind-boggling at the time. Who would really want to do that? Yeah, Michael Lebrano, apparently. Why, I want to know. Why? How could this be possible? And he says his life has gone to shit recently. My life's just gone lately. Don't tell me. But, like, look what I did, you know. Can't find a date. And, and I get this a lot. And these guys try to justify their behavior because it's hard for them to find a date. Just recently... Two weeks ago, we were in Polk County, Florida, less than two weeks ago. And I had a guy tell me, and you'll see this in an upcoming episode on True Blue, that he had tried online dating before and it didn't work out. So this is what he resorted to. Turns out this particular guy, and we'll get into the whole story very soon on True Blue, was a registered sex offender from Michigan who we caught in Florida. That's an amazing story. You'll hear it soon. Anyway, back to Michael Lebrano. Driving around all hours of the night. You what, know. what do you do? I'm in the waste management business. I'm a dispatcher for roll-off guys. And is it is a pretty good job? <laughs> it was. <laughs> pretty good job, I asked. It was. In recognition of the fact that when this airs, he may not have a job anymore. What's so funny about the brownies? Right when I saw the brownies, I knew. You knew what? I, I knew I was going to be running into you. And then he makes an admission. Right when he saw the brownies, he knew. He was caught in a predator investigation. I think this is the first time I'm, we've had brownies. I'm kind of chuckling about it just because, you know, I shouldn't. So you think it's funny? No, I don't think it's funny. I, I mean, it, it's funny how dumb I, I'm really turning into. It appears to me that he thinks it's all funny, but he admits that, well, it's a different sort of funny for him. This girl you were chatting with online is how old? She said 14. 14. Yeah. And you are how old? I am 25. You're 25. Yeah. But he doesn't try to make up a story about how he thought she was older, how he was just there to save her from herself. Many guys try to do that. Michael didn't. And so you thought that was okay to have this kind of a chat with her? Why? Well, I... I don't know. Because I can't get a girl. Why can't you get a girl? 
I mean, there's got to be girls your age. Though. Yeah, there's girls my age, but I have no self-confidence, so. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now, you seem nervous about coming over, saying you're going to have to sneak in. What were you so nervous about? <laughs> Running into you, but I guess it doesn't... That doesn't seem like it was much of a deterrent tonight, now, was it? He admits that he was going to have to sneak into the house. When I press him as to why, he says it's because he thought he might be meeting me. And then he makes an admission that goes far beyond being aware of the show, the franchise, the Predator Investigations. He's not just a fan, he's obsessed with it, he says. How many times have you seen the show? I'm a religious watcher. I think. A religious watcher? Well, I watch it whenever I can. Sometimes I go and, you know, hunt out clips on the internet. So you watch it on the internet, too? I watch it anyway I can. I love it when they play the clips on all the radio shows. And... Did you ever imagine that you'd be featured on one of our shows? <laughs> Is there a hidden camera somewhere? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, There's a whole bunch of them. Is there a hidden camera somewhere? Well, yes, Michael, there are a lot of them, as it turns out. And then I get back down to business with Michael. This isn't just some joke. Him trying to show up to get on my television show. The real reason he was there was to meet and potentially have sex with a 14-year-old girl. What do you think would have happened if I wasn't here and you were alone with a 14-year-old girl? I couldn't tell you. I might, you know. You might. A guy like me, I might, you know, who knows what I would do. Think you'd have sex with him? Probably not. Because any other time I try and have sex with a girl, I'll just So can you bring condoms in case? Sure. Never leave home without them, right? So you did bring condoms? Well, they're always in my car. They're always in your car. Yeah. Well, he's prepared for nothing. <laughs> he treats it as though it was his last resort to get some sort of sexual gratification. He's been a loser in love when it comes to forming a relationship with a, a girl of appropriate age. So he's had to resort to this. And he's been caught. And he tries using some self-deprecating humor, but in the end, this is a guy who should know better, who's of age, 25, who's got a job, and yet he's here in this house talking to me because he was trying to get with a 14-year-old girl. Well, it doesn't sound like you're expecting nothing tonight. Well, what do you think should happen? I don't know what to tell you, Chris. I mean, obviously, you know who I am. You know what show this is. And you know what happens next, right? And when I say, you know what happens next, and I didn't realize it at the time how significant this was, but he actually takes both of his hands and puts them behind his back as if he was getting in position to be handcuffed by law enforcement. Still sitting on the bar stool. But it was an amazing thing. He knew exactly what was going to happen. The cameras come out, like they usually do, and he knows the routine. This is the part where the cameras come out. And for those who don't know who I am, walk in here, I say, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. If there's anything else you want to tell us, 
we'd like to hear it. No, I'm good. Okay. But there's one more piece of business we have to deal with, and that is he's got marijuana all over the bar counter. Now, remember, this was before pot was legalized. So, you know, I had this illegal substance on the countertop. And I could have waited and had the police, law enforcement come in and gather it up. But we had another potential predator on the way. So I thought, well, I better get him to put it back in the baggie, which he did. He complied before he left. I I want you to take that with you, though, since it's an illegal (laughs) substance. So he reaches into his pocket, gets out his bag and puts the marijuana away. Counts outside. He complies, puts the weed back in the bag. Since he already suspects what's waiting for him outside, he takes his time getting ready to leave. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night, all right, Michael. He leaves. But not before he gives me a fist pound in recognition of my shows. Go figure. Is that it? That's it. All right. Every time I think I've seen it all, I am surprised once again. He walks out and freezes. He knows what's coming. The police come from around the corner and take him into custody. Police, stop! Hands behind your back. Bring him back. Take him around. Take him around. There is no struggle. He complies. They take him away. And Michael Lebrano is charged, like the rest of the men caught in that investigation, with a number of crimes associated with soliciting a minor for sex online and showing up to contribute to the delinquency of a minor. About a year later, Michael Lebrano pleaded guilty to one count of attempting to endanger the welfare of a minor. And he had to go to court for this, and he had to articulate what he did in front of a judge. His lawyer helps him through that. Two of the 28 men who were arrested in 2007 after they traveled to a Manologing home intending to have sex with boys and girls between the ages of 12 and 15 pled guilty to charges of attempted endangering the welfare of a child. Well, in the days leading up to March 31st of 2007, did you engage in internet chats with a female you believe to be 14 years old. And you actually believe that she was 14. That's right. He admits that he actually believed the person he was chatting with was a 14-year-old girl. He says this in open court. And on March 31st of 2007, uh, you drove from your home to meet her at what you thought was her home in Manuel, correct? Yes. And if, in fact, when you got there, that 14-year-old girl was present at that home in Manilow and was your intention to engage in sexual conduct, that would be inappropriate for a 14-year-old. That's right. And then he admits that he intended to engage in sexual conduct with a 14-year-old girl that she realized would be inappropriate. He admits that. And so for that guilty plea, Michael Lebrano did not have to go to prison, but he did have to register as a sex offender for life. And he is serving lifetime parole. He has, as far as we can tell, stayed out of trouble. There have been no 
contacts with law enforcement that we can find. The sex offender registry in New Jersey is, for his level of offender, private. In other words, we can't get in there to to see much information. We did have a phone number for Michael's family, which is no longer a good number. I tried it. But if Michael Lebrano, you're a fan now, in 2023, as you were in 2007, reach out to me. I sincerely would like to talk to you. And maybe you'll get a more productive moment in my media world. And maybe that interview could give us more insight into your thinking and be a cautionary tale for some of the other predators I will catch. More of our story in a moment. As you know, I like to hear from you. And this week's question comes all the way from Scotland and Grant Patterson. Hi, Chris. My name is Grant. I live in Scotland. I just want to say, before I ask a question, that when I was younger, around 12 or 13 years old, I showed my parents your show online. And much to my own dismay, I ended up with my computer being sat in the living room of the house because they then became too paranoid to let me on it myself. What I want to ask now is, in the world of social media, especially where like people become about looks and changing their personality and all these other things, I've especially noticed within your last two or three investigations that you've come across younger guys who genuinely do not seem to fit the profile of all the previous investigations. Like, you've had younger men who have been pretty charismatic. Even when they've spoke to you, they've been almost defiant, staring you down or being overly young and arrogant, having almost a persona about them, it almost feels that way. And it almost feels like there's an invincibility hiding behind that fake social presence that we all think we have. Anyway, thanks, Chris. And I just want to say True Blue is my favourite app. And honestly, watching the new episodes it hits home hard again because we're in a different generation and seeing people react the way they react now when they're in a situation in 2023 and they know you, they know stings in a way they didn't know in the past. They they still have those same excuses or it's just baffling. Anyway, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Grant. And I think that's a great observation We do see, especially on the new investigations, the takedown investigations on True Blue, a younger segment of the population being, as you say, Grant, more defiant. Now, we still see men in their 30s and 40s and 50s, and we even have some in their 60s. But there is this newer generation, I guess you could call it, of guys who are a bit defiant 
because they truly believe in their mind they're not doing anything wrong. They've convinced themselves that this child, 13, 14, 15-year-old boy or girl, is willing to take part in sex with somebody who's in their 20s. And they justify this in a number of ways. It's either the Romeo and Juliet excuse, or more often than not, we hear it's role-playing. People say a lot of different things in these different social media platforms. That excuse doesn't wash, obviously, but that's what we hear. But I also think it speaks, Grant, to the proliferation of social media platforms. Remember in the beginning, we merely had decoys in chat rooms on AOL and Yahoo, MySpace, one or two others. Today, the number of social media platforms has exploded. And that does a couple of different things. There are more places where adults can reach out to children. It's more difficult to detect this activity and hold people accountable. And because of that, these investigations have become much more challenging. But I agree, there is this sense of denial that I see now that I didn't see before. I, I mean, we saw it a little bit with Michael Lebrano in this episode, I suppose. He had seen the episodes and showed up, but he was more apologetic. We see more defiance now. I think that's a good observation. Thank you, Grant, for checking in. As always, you can find me all over social media, official Chris Hansen on Instagram, at Chris Hansen on Twitter. Have a seat with Chris Hansen on TikTok, Cameo, on True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U, watch TrueBlue.com for all the new predator investigations and so much more. We've got a number of very compelling crime documentaries out there on the platform. And I've got 15 or 20 in the works. So there's a lot to be seen there. Watch TrueBlue.com for details. And as always, you can reach me here at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. <laughs>